Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Tatiana Rafter and Emily Flake. First up is Tatiana Rafter. Delighted to welcome back to the podcast, Tatiana Rafter. Tatiana, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Uh, thanks so much for having me on. It's, I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. We've got a very, very busy weekend. and We've had a few questions coming on Twitter. But first of all, I just want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the season so far from a personal standpoint? Um, I'm so happy with the progress of the team. And also just personally, I feel like I've played so consistently all year and, and really come into my role. So I'm excited to keep doing um, what makes me an effective player on the team, and hopefully we come out of it with an Isabel Cup in a couple of weeks. What would you say you've improved the most during this season? I think all season I've tried to stay very consistent and just come to the rink and execute the things that um, make me um, strong on the ice. So I've just really been trying to use my size, puck protect, and really play into our team system. Um, so really just, just playing a team game and playing playing my role, just really a relentless forecheck. Um, and, you know, just being up on the bench and having fun with my line mates, but all those little things. So I think just enjoying myself and also um, just being focused um, shift to shift. It's a great distraction at the end of the week, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I look forward to it all week. Uh, hockey's definitely the highlight of my week. So every time I can get out there, I just love it. Let's jump onto Twitter and go through some of those questions. And Daisy in the Block asks, this River to season has been such a wild ride. What is one moment that stands out to you as the most memorable so far? Oh, there's so many. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, maybe because it was recent, but um, the road game. So I think we've been home so much, which is great to get comfortable, you know, at home and in your routine. But um, our road trip to Boston is always like so memorable to me because you're on the bus with with the girls uh, to and from. So we don't get to see each other that much. So those trips are kind of very bonding. So I think our last game in Boston was a really fun one. Um, to be a part of just to like reconnect with the team and going into the playoff stretch and really coming together and and finding a a way to win um, in Boston was a really great game. And of course you talk about the the home games there you have the opportunity to play the rest of the playoffs at home what does that mean to you? That's just been an attribute to how um how great of a squad we have in our locker room and um you know we earned that first <laughs> that clinching first and that's really rewarding and we've, we've set ourselves up for like you know we don't have to travel um far to buffalo or even just like going on the road to connecticut and boston in itself can be a pretty pretty taxing on the body so i think that from that standpoint, I'm, I'm really happy that we, when it comes to playoffs now this weekend, we can just focus on, um, you know, our normal lives and routines practice. It's business as usual. And 
then we can show up to the rink and be as rested and prepared as possible. So from that standpoint, that's just been um, a really big, you know, um, yeah, really big positive to bring out of it. But now um, that doesn't really matter as much because I like our playoffs are one game sudden death. (laughs) So um, whatever you bring to the rink that day is going to be the result. So um, all that aside, it's good that we have that advantage, but, um, at this point it, it's nice, but it doesn't matter as much because it's just one game, right? This is it. It's the game seven mentality in the playoffs, but I mean, you teams do strive to try and have those games at home because it, it could make all the difference and we'll find that out this weekend and whatever happens from that moment mm-hmm. forward. And Daisy on the block also says, what part of the Riveters game has most contributed to your success this year? Um, so our team, I've always spoken about it whenever I do interviews or ask questions or get asked questions. Um, like our team is great when we all play as a unit, um, buy into our system. And if we try to stray from that or things get individual or there's long shifts or we don't <laughs> play into our system, that's when we don't truly reflect riveters hockey. So um, we're the strongest when we're all um, pulling on the same rope, essentially. Wayne Heinzer says, you're a right-handed shot. Are you predominantly right-handed, throw, swing, right, etc.? And is there usually a direct left or right correlation among hockey players in terms of shot and dominant side? <laughs> yeah, um, I shoot right, I I throw right, I write right. Um, I am dominantly, <laughs> predominantly right-handed. Erica Yala asks, are there things you do differently to prepare for postseason play, conditioning, habits, superstitions, etc.? Um, I think I'm like mindful of my energy levels, maybe, or if you're getting under the weather, just really making sure you take care of um, your body. I think I'm extra mindful of health. Um, and if you have any injuries, making sure you take care of them and that. Um, but Overall, I've, I haven't changed that much. I still do my same routine, staying active. Um, I've taken a, maybe a bit more rest than I usually would just because I want to make sure that, that I'm ready and, and I'm not going into a game like fatigued or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, usually I'll just take one day off a week, but this week I took Monday and Wednesday um, off. So maybe that's a little bit of a difference, just making sure, like, you're getting sleep and the right recovery. Um, those are probably the two things that have changed. But other than that, like nutrition, my daily life, those things have remained the same. Just a couple of general questions came in as well. Nicole asks, do you have a pregame ritual? As I've gotten um, like years go on, I am less and less superstitious. Um, one thing that I did change when I got to the professional level, I started to actually roll out, um, before my games, which was something I never did at university. So that's just like an additional thing I've added into my prep. Um, usually I'll also have, a like a coffee or something like that. Um, when I walk into the rink, um, but other than that, I, I just like to warm up. I get a little focused, and one thing I guess that I do make sure is that I do some visualization. So, um, fans that come early to the game, you'll see me 
uh, go into the stands, take a seat. I have my tunes and I just sit there, look at the rink for a little bit. And then I'll, I'll close my eyes and put my head down and just um, think about different scenarios in the game. And that really gets me focused. Um, other than that, I don't have particular stretches or anything, just whatever I need to do on that day. And um, then get myself prepared. Yeah. <laughs> John M. Grote asks, favorite part of being a role model? I think that it means so much to me to be able to um, inspire and have people look up to me because it makes me better too. So I learn a lot actually, and I live with a, a host family right now and they have four kids and they ask a ton of questions. <laughs> especially um like they're they're three nine eleven and thirteen and just being around them and being around our like younger fans even adults like through the autograph lines um you can really see the impact that you have on them kids watch everything that you do um like when i'm at the house if i go to the fridge and eat some bell peppers like one of the kids will be like oh I, I want to eat bell peppers instead of cereal or something. So, you know, they, they're always watching, always looking what you're doing. And um, I think that's wonderful that, that I'm doing something um, positive and leading a healthy life. And I'm able to um, impact people's lives for the better. Um, also, since I know there's always four pairs of eyes on me um, at home, I know I'm a bit more mindful about how, how I'm treating my body and how I'm living and, um, and able to communicate to them why I'm doing things too. So um, I think that it keeps me accountable as well and inspires me um, because if, if someone is looking at you to um, inspire them or like exude greatness, then I, I'm happy to try and meet that challenge. Obviously I'm an imperfect person, but um, it makes me try to be the best person that I am too. So what I like most about it is that it's a give and take relationship there. Excellent. A couple of final ones for me. So this weekend, obviously the Riveters have a home playoff game against the whale. What's your thoughts on the game? I love playing the whale. I have so much fun. It's always a physical game. They have some strong players up front and um, strong center. So it always keeps me on my toes and, um, really mentally engaged in the game and especially being a, a one game knockout. Um, it'll definitely be the entire season's <laughs> rivalry all bundled up into one and into 60 minutes. So I'm sure it's going to be a really high paced, physical, exciting game. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> It's going to be an excellent game as part of an exciting week of playoff hockey. But one final thing for me, what's the first thing you are planning to do in the offseason? I am, so I live with a host family in New Jersey here. I'll probably stay here till um, the end of March because I'm doing some charity work with Garden of Dreams. Um, a couple things with them for the prom fitting for their May event um, next week and then also helping out with the Radio City talent show that Garden of Dreams puts on at the end of the month. So those are the first two things. Um, and then I'm heading back to my hometown, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, for three months. 
and I'll just be do. I actually have an appointment set up for April 2nd for her off season training. So, um, I'm taking about a week and a half off and then getting back into it. Um, from past experience, if, if I take more than two weeks off, it usually takes me about a month to get back into the gym. So, um, a week and a half seems to be the magic number for me. Um, so getting back into the gym, um, just seeing family, reconnecting with some family and friends. And um, I'll be at home April, May, June. And then I'm heading out to British Columbia, actually, uh, for July, August, and um, finishing up my last two university courses. And then I'll be graduating for my psych degree um, after that. So I'm really excited to wrap that up um and then we'll see what next season holds there's a lot of things up in the air and um having my degree done I have a, a bit more options um for work and things like that heading out so um I'm not sure what the future holds in terms of NWHL or um CWHL things like that as I'm Canadian um but uh, I know that I'm definitely going to be playing hockey next year and it's just uh, finding out my plan and where I'm going to be working and um, something like that. So, yeah, that is what my next kind of six months will look like. And then we will see. <laughs> this is a exciting times ahead. And, of course, it all starts this weekend as well with the NWHL playoffs. But for now, Tatiana, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. And I'd like to wish you mm-hmm. and the team all the best in the playoffs because it's going to be fun. Thank you so much for having me on and thanks for giving girls in the league a voice. I know that the fans are keen to hear from us and you truly open up a platform and give them a place where they can get to know us a bit more. So um, thank you so much for putting in your effort to um, connect us with, with that fan base. Great stuff. And Tatiana, now time for Emily Fluke. Delighted to welcome back to the podcast, Emily Fluke. Emily, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good, Steve. Thanks for having me back. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on and appreciate your time in what is a very, very busy weekend coming up with the playoffs. And we've had a few questions coming on Twitter. So let's jump into those before we start talking about the game at the weekend. And David Pendry has sent in the first question. He says, do you regret any of the wages with Dan Rice? I was thinking about it, and I took them not any, and because I I happened to win all three of them. Um, but I don't think if I had lost them, I would have regretted it. Anyways, Dan does a great job of um, getting the league and the players' attention, and and having those uh, little you know social media bets between the Bruins and Devils was a was a great way to do that. So excellent. And what don't people know about the whale that they should? I think that. If you look at our record or stats, you wouldn't, you know, think that we'd be proud of the way that we've been playing and maybe proud of our season. But I think something to know is that we we've been excited about the way we're playing. We think that we're playing really good hockey and that we just haven't got, you know, the bounces we've wanted or the calls haven't gone our way. Um, but we're excited about the way we're playing and, and we're proud of the way we're playing. And obviously, we're not satisfied with with losing but we have kept our positive attitude and the morale is really high when i think about the whale i think you're a team that likes to keep the game tight which i think plays into this playoff scenario where it's just one game and if you keep it tight who knows what could happen oh absolutely that's something our uh coach has been 
you know, putting in our heads is that it's a, it's a one game elimination game. And, you know, we've played the Riveters to close games. We've played a lot of teams to, you know, one goal games. And so if, you know, we were able to pull out of this effort, it, it could go anyway. So we're excited that we get the opportunity to make the playoffs and that it's one game we could be in the championship. This is it, and it's going to be a, a fun weekend when we get to that point. David did send in one final question. He says, have you played on any other teams where your name fit in so perfectly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't even I can't even think of what the team would be named that it could be any better. Um, you know, Fluke, it's the whale sale, so it, it, it makes pretty good sense to me. Uh, I grew up in Cape Cod, so, you know, I was on the Cape Cod hockey team, so that kind of worked a little bit, but... I can't say I, I, this is there's a better fit. Yeah, I think even Corey Rash followed that up with. He says, "Are you tired of all the fluke slash whale puns yet?" <laughs> no, I mean I'm not. I got it a lot growing up, you know, in 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 sports. It's a fluke or fluke goal, or so I'm used to it. But I I I think they're funny, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not sick of it. Um, Christopher Facilis asks, favorite movie. Um, my favorite movie is an old one, um, one of like Will Ferrell's first. Uh, it's called Superstar. It's like really stupid humor, but it, it makes me laugh every time. Next one from Christopher, favorite off-ice hobby? I think it's hard to narrow it down to one thing, but anything, any sort of outdoor activity kind of dependent on uh, the season in the summer. I love, like I said, it's from the Cape. I love to go sailing and fishing and kind of in the winter Obviously, it's not playing ice hockey. I like to go snowboarding too. Yeah, it just made me think today. Actually, what's the first thing you're planning on doing in the off season? Oh, that's a great question. Probably just relaxing. Maybe not traveling. I do a lot of driving uh, back and forth from Boston to Connecticut. So I think just staying in Boston for a weekend and then catching up on some sleep and and with some friends is probably my first plan. <laughs> uh, Christopher also asked favorite pregame song. I I I I I'm glad I saw these so I could prepare, but I don't I don't even have one. I think I just like to listen to whatever um, we have on our speaker, whatever somebody picks. I'm I'm happy to listen to. So I can't say I have a particular one. Um, <laughs> my mom would say "Sail." <laughs> I don't even know who it's by, but it used to be our college warm-up song. So maybe maybe that's mine too. Obviously, playing professional hockey is huge. Anything else on your bucket list that you want to do? That one's also from Christopher as well. Yeah, so it kind of like contradicts what I said and what I'm going to do right afterwards. But I think longer term, I would really like to travel. I haven't because I've been, you know, playing sports all my life in college and now professionally. And you know, you've been, I've traveled within those sports. But I think I'd love to, you know, visit other countries. And I think checking off um, some travel destinations is definitely on my bucket list in the longer term. Wayne Heinzer says you are a right-handed shot. Are you predominantly right-handed, throw, swing, right, etc.? And is there usually a direct left or right correlation among hockey players in terms of shot and dominant side? Yeah, another awesome, great, great question. Shout out to Wayne. He's always a huge supporter of, of the whale. So I yep. appreciate his, his question <laughs> and support this season. Um, to answer that question, I am a right-handed shot and everything I do predominantly righty, you know, right throw. Um, as a sport, it's actually kind of, you know, interesting for those who don't know the game quite, quite as well, but a lot of, you know, right-handed people who write and throw, they're taught at a young age to actually be a left-handed shot because your top hand 
mm-hmm. is your right hand, which is your, you know, dominant hand. Um, I wasn't, you know, taught that way. And so a lot of people who aren't, they just, you know, kind of shoot righty. But I would see, say more so than other sports, maybe baseball or lacrosse, um, that you're, you're taught just like, oh, you're righty, you'll play with your right hand. But a lot of times in hockey, if you're righty, you'll try to play with your left hand, um, left-handed shot, so your right hand's on top. Eric Ayal says, heading into Sunday, how do you and the team strike a balance between reviewing past performances, mental prep, and getting things like muscle memory, feel, and conditioning, physical prep in order? Do you personally rely on one over the other? Yeah, great great question from a great reporter. Eric is, Eric is awesome, great to talk with. Um, I think that I think both both um, points she brings up are super super important. Both aspects of the game you have to you have to have a balance of, and we've done both you know throughout the season and this week we've focused on the mental side in terms of having that playoff mentality all week in practice, and then watching film and and trying to watch some of you know the riveters systems and and also translate that into practice and how we're going to handle and defend that. And then there's also the physical aspect that she talked about, and we had more ice this week and, and more practices. And so we kind of leaned towards the physical aspect just to get things, you know, fine-tuned. And um, so both both super important and, and huge focuses. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it, it's, it is about striking, striking that balance. And when I think about, obviously, what's going to happen this weekend and you've got that one game against the Riveters, I think when you play that kind of a game on the road, the longer you can keep that game scoreless or anything else and try and, you know, make it a bit nervy, you know, the fans obviously want to get behind the team. And if you can take them out of the game, and I think, again, it's going to come down to who scores that first goal because that could ultimately dictate the pace and everything else to do with this game. Yeah, completely agree. And I mean, our mentality, in my my opinion, is that we we like we like the playoff aspect of it. We like that we're the underdog coming going to their rink, and it, it's kind of the pressure's on them. We're we're going to show up and and give it our best. And like you said, look, as long as we can keep the game scoreless for as long as we can, or or even go up a goal, it's going to the pressure's going to mount. So we're ha- we're happy to have that situation. And I've I've spoken to Amanda Levier, Paige Harrington, and Tatiana Rafter as well previously, and I think the goaltenders are going to have a big say in what happens over this weekend. I mean, you've got four phenomenal netminders going at each other this weekend. It's not the only thing, but we've seen it in the past where if a netminder is red hot in a one-game situation, anything can happen. Oh, absolutely. Completely agree. And that's why a huge focus in our practice has been scoring and we've you know even talked about it that we we've never seen our team put so many pucks in the net in practices in a week of practice so that has been a, a main focus is we don't want to get you know shut down by a high goalie so we've been really working on on putting the puck in the net taking that extra sec- second um so that's a huge focus because we know that like you said that could be a, a huge game changer uh, another one from john m Grote who says favorite part of being a role model yeah, oh, so many, so many great parts of it. I think my favorite part is just that we exist as role models for these girls. I know when I was growing up playing boys hockey, I think I could count the number of girls I knew that also played girls hockey on one hand. So being 
able to exist for these girls and to inspire them to keep playing and that they know that there is, you know, there's high school hockey and there's college hockey. And now there's even professional hockey for these girls to play in and to be able to meet them after the games and see how excited they are to meet us and, and to have this, this league is, is my favorite part of it. And I think for me, every time I see a photo of a little girl or a little boy spending time with you, you know, the autograph line or anything else, you know, you always see the pictures that are sent out after every week. You can see how in awe they are, how you're inspired just by the look on their faces. Yeah, exactly. Like we were saying, when we have the honorary captains or we do the autographs afterwards and the, and the pictures we get and you know, it's always especially special if they have, you know, your jersey on. You can't believe yeah. that they are looking up to you and they're, they're so excited. And, and that's that's amazing. Just a couple more questions. Uh, Nicole asks, do you have any pregame rituals? I know we touched on it a little bit about the music side. Yeah, and we, we talked about this on my first call. And I, I didn't I didn't really have too much to share. And not much has, has totally changed, you know, when you get to the get to the rink um i like to play you know like soccer keep-ups before and get the music going we do our team warm-up together as a team so i think I, I like to just do everything with the team you know take my stick um and then and then i do a little bit of just like sometimes sit in the stands do a little bit of visualizing on the ice but that's that's basically it important question for matt is a hot dog a sandwich <laughs> I saw that one from um, Matt. He's always really funny and, and really supportive on on um, Twitter. I I don't even know how to answer that question because <laughs> part of me wants to say yes because I feel like you could put anything between two pieces of bread and call it a sandwich. But at the same time, I've got restaurants. I feel like some cookouts like burgers and hot dogs to me are like a separate food group altogether. <laughs> I personally don't think there is a right or wrong answer. I think you could argue it literally either way. Oh, totally agree. <laughs> and one final one from Cynthia Fluke. If you win, will you go to Aruba with your mother and your grandmother? There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If we win the whole thing, I, I will definitely, definitely go. That'll help my travel plans. There you go. A beautiful part of the world from what I understand. But Emily... It's been a pleasure talking to you um, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best in the playoffs because anything can happen. There is no tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. Excellent stuff from Emily. And that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank today's guests for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Elmich. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH's Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details are in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.